You're listening to In It Together, the podcast. I'm Arun Roth. Today is September 7th, 2020. Ahead on the show, certified nursing assistant Therese Nkeza says she was scared to go to work this spring, but she felt a duty to help the elderly patients in her care. And she says even if there's a second wave as we head toward fall and winter, she would do it all again. We'll hear from Therese coming up. But first, let's run through the coronavirus headlines. 322 people are currently hospitalized because of the coronavirus. That's up by 10 from yesterday. The state's Department of Public Health has announced 22 newly confirmed cases of the virus, bringing the total number of cases to roughly 121,000. Eight new deaths were also reported, bringing that total to 8,925. Meantime, the test positive rate in the state is at 0.9%. Joining me now is Therese Nkeza. She's a certified nursing assistant who works a couple of facilities in Massachusetts. She also lives in Worcester. Therese, thanks for joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. So, uh, how, first off, how, how are you doing now? Uh, we'll talk about the, the work in detail, but, you know, five long months into the pandemic, how, how are you holding up? We're doing fine. Everything is okay, even though... You see a lot of people went through a lot of difficulties, but for now, my family and I, we are all safe. Excellent. Well, first, take us back to to the spring. Uh, You know, back in March, where were you working and what were you doing? I work as a CNA in this agency, in telecare agency. So I work in different, different facilities where I have to travel. It's not like I work in a particular facility. I work to like different different facilities I go around. During the time, the pandemic period, I mean, it's my job. I mean, CNA, I'm out there to provide care for the elderly. It's a little bit challenging, but then we still have to give them the help they need because I usually I put myself in their shoes or I, I look at them like maybe my grandmother or my grandfather I say they really need help, so we have to give them what they need, provide care. The the, the kind of care you're providing in those kind of facilities is, um, well, more more extensive and more more intimate uh, type of care. Some of them are kind of independent. Some are totally, you have to do everything for them. Some are one assist. You have to do most of the like projecty, you need to feed them, you need to take them to the bathroom, but some of them can actually do those things for themselves. You just need to supervise whatever they are doing for themselves. Um, nursing homes and assisted living facilities, of course, were, were hit hard by the coronavirus. You know, a lot of residents were sick and, and, and you know, a number unfortunately died from the virus. Uh, tell us about working in these types of facilities in, in the spring, what, what, what you saw. It was really, really hard situation that we find ourselves in and even these residents, they find themselves. It's rather unfortunate that right now there's still a lot of people going through this difficult time. It was scary, especially for me, um, CNA going into those facilities, but you are a CNA, you need to provide care. You need to help these people out. If not, I don't know how they're going to do with their daily activities. I don't know how they're going to get out of bed. They'll be able to brush their teeth or go to the bathroom. So we just have to take our PPE, put on our gloves, 
face sheet, put on our face masks, and go in there and have them whatever they need. Yeah, it was really scary, but we just have to do the job and have them out. Mostly, especially as during the pandemic period, they were not having visitors. Their family members were not there, you know, to give them the emotional and the physical help they need. But we, the CNAs, we are there to help them emotionally and physically. It, it's... Uh... It's just kind of incredible how right when your job becomes that much more in, intense and demanding, at the same time, you're having to worry about your own safety. Yeah, it's really, really difficult. Somebody like me, um, a mother, a wife, and I have two kids, three years old and one year old. So you walk into those facilities and you ask yourself, what if I contract the disease? What is going to happen to me? what is going to happen to my kids and my husband. But then you still have to help people out there. They really need the help. And, and so was was that kind of part of your, your daily routine when, when you'd come home to, I, I guess, go through personal protective equipment kind of in, in reverse, right? Yeah. Usually what I do is when I go to work, I take extra clothes. I just pull it in the car. So when I have my scrub, when after finishing from the facilities, I go into the car, I change my clothes. The ones that I work with at work, I pull in the bag and everything with my shoes, everything, my scrubs, I take it off, put it in the bag, bring it back home, and then put it back in the laundry. Even though I still have to get into the house, I still have brand new clothes on. I just go into the laundry, put everything there, wash it, and then take my shower before I can touch anything. Even when I open the door, I after that, I have to sanitize. I need to wipe every other place I touch when I got into the house to make sure the kids don't get anything into their system. Wow. And... Um... Any type of patient care can be emotionally demanding, but I, I think about the, the sort of work that, that you do. And well, you yourself talked about how you think about the people you're caring for as, as if they're your own relatives. With that, I mean, that seems like that's even more emotional strain on, on you, especially in times like, like this. How, how, how do you deal with that when it's piling up over the months? Back home, I do have my grandmother, I do have my grandfather, they are aged, they're like 90 years old, 80 something years old. So I see this resident, I put myself like, maybe this is my grandmother, they could be my grandfather. So when I'm taking care of them, it gives me the joy that I'm taking care of my own grandmother or my own grandfather. So putting that at the back of my mind, it gives me the strength to be able to cater for these people. Like you try to pull yourself in your shoe, you're empathetic. It just gives you the strength, the energy to take care of them, irrespective of what is going around. You know, there's a virus around, but you have to do what you have to do to do your job and take care of these people. It's really hard, really challenging. Somebody have to do something for them. We just can't just lay them in bed all day without brushing their teeth, without giving them food, without giving them a shower, all those things they need. The same thing we do for ourselves, the same thing we have to do for them. 
the uh, nursing homes and assisted living facilities are, are, are starting to reopen in, in varying degrees, you know, with restrictions for, for visitors. How has the summer been, you know, as, as a kind of transition, you know, not back to normal, but, but just as a transition? Right now, some facilities are now still having some patients with the virus. You still go in there, you still put your total PPE on, you still have to take care of these patients. And then you still have it in your mind that you still have to protect yourself, you still have to protect these residents, even though not really, really much like before, because it was really scary. You're just walking into the door and you know this is a COVID unit, you're scared. But now the tension has really, really reduced because you go into the facility before you start working, they let you know this is a COVID patient, this is not a COVID patient. You know what you have to do before getting to those rooms to provide care. You have to put on your mask, you have to put on your face sheet, you have to gown up, put on your gloves to be able to cater for this patient. But right now it's really, really reducing. And I hope as things are beginning to be fruitful, everything will be fine back to normal again. Are, are, are you concerned at all, though, about a potential second wave with the virus? I, I, I hope not. <laughs> but if it comes, <laughs> we have to do what we have to do to take care of this patient. Like we did it the first time. And if there's another second wave, we're still going to go through it. It's sad that a lot of people were impacted with this virus. People lost a lot of relatives and some even passed without even saying a goodbye to their families, which is really, really sad. But I just pray and hope that things get better for everybody. And then if the second waves come, we just have to take precaution, do the same thing we did when the first wave was here. Is is there anything that you learned um, this spring uh, and through the summer that that will help you out, that you'll bring along with you if there is a resurgence of cases? Yeah, I really, really learned a lot. Like I went into some facilities. I really do not know how to double tax, like trying to take care of residents like the same time or trying to feed two residents at the same time. You know, I was able to do that within the time limit that was given to us to cater for these residents. Right now, there are a lot of facilities that really lost a lot of their employees. People were affected, people went home, people are still scared to go back to work. So they really lost a lot of employees, CNAs, healthcare workers, front runners, they are in need right now. So anytime they call me at work, we need help at this place, I'm ready to go help because I know what it is to work with less employees, especially with these old people that need help. It's not like they can do it on their own. They need some help. They need some kind of supervision. They need some kind of assistance. 
Therese, uh, you you were an inspiration. I, I'm talking to you. I I, I want to do more good work myself. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. That's Therese Enkeza. She's a certified nursing assistant who works a couple of facilities in Massachusetts. She also lives in Worcester. Thanks for listening to In It Together, the podcast from WGBH News in Boston. You can listen to the full show live Monday through Thursday on 89.7 FM if you're in the Boston area, or you can stream online at our website, wgbhnews.org. You can listen to full episodes there as well. Our show is produced by Amanda Beeland and Matt Baskin. Our technical director is Bill Piacitelli. All music written and produced by Elio DeLuca. See you tomorrow, and remember, we're all in it together. <laughs>